is Africa Energy Poor. This and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the Care Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Africa has a long way to achieving the Sustainable Development Goal on energy. As discussions on energy transition in Africa gain traction, economists are warning that energy poverty is rife on the continent and that universal and quality access is a long way off unless there's sustained investment in structures that inform equitable outcomes. Dion Fori, senior economist with Oxford Economics, breaks down the diverse energy picture on the continent. That Africa is far from achieving the basic sustainable development goal of delivering universal access to energy. It is difficult to talk about net zero emissions when over 600 million people on the continent still have to get by without any access to electricity. To make matters worse is that defunct infrastructure, low energy availability factors, frequent unplanned outages, and large grid losses are deepening energy poverty. For example, over 24% of electricity produced is lost along transmission and distribution lines in Kenya, while the use of backup generators in Nigeria to overcome widespread blackouts is equivalent to more than half of the country's total installed electricity capacity. Aging grid infrastructure and generation plants are therefore in dire need of refurbishment, along with the strengthening of system operations. Despite the deficient supply of electricity, the nature of its production differs greatly among the countries, while it is also more diversified and less carbon intensive. As can be be seen in the red bars in this chart, Botswana and South Africa are the outliers that predominantly rely on coal. South Africa's aging coal fleet is, however, in the process of being retired and replaced by lower carbon alternatives, while Botswana is adding additional solar capacity. Natural gas-fired plants, shown in the navy bars, dominate the electricity sectors in Ghana, Nigeria and Tanzania, while it is set to grow further in Mozambique amid the exploitation of vast reserves. Hydropower forms an integral part in the electricity systems of most countries, exposing their energy security through increasing intervals and durations of droughts. Geothermal energy is currently effectively exploited by Kenya, while the heat source is also promising for Tanzania's future electricity supply. Electrical energy from solar and wind technologies still has a small share in total electricity production, but it is rising rapidly from low installed bases. For example, solar plants under construction in Uganda represent nearly half of the country's total installed generation capacity, while the Lake Turkana wind farm in Kenya is equivalent to 17% of the country's installed capacity base. The uptake of variable and intermittent electrical energy output from solar photovoltaic and wind plants has been assisted by the dispatchability offered by natural gas turbines, pump hydroelectric storage schemes, and more recently, battery energy storage systems in some countries. The implementation of these technologies has also been supported by investment frameworks that favor private sector participation in the electrical power sectors of many African countries amid fiscal constraints. Size also matters. South Africa's unfolding energy transition is an enormous undertaking given the size and carbon intensity of its energy system. Along with around 125,000 people that are directly employed in the coal value chain, whose lives need to be protected. South Africa produces over two times the volume of electricity than the other nine countries combined. Net zero principles are less challenging in smaller energy systems where single utility scale investments can radically alter source composition profiles. 
This brings us to the next slides. The energy transition is commonly but narrowly interpreted as, this, as the sustained displacement of fossil fuels by renewable energy and complementary technologies. However, it is imperative to consider such structural shifts within the distinct development and socio-economic settings of countries. By doing so, it can be ensured that structural changes to environmentally sustainable energy systems are fair, equitable and socially inclusive, commonly termed as the just energy transition. A quick story of the other stories making it into the podcast. The annual inflation rate in Kenya accelerated for the eighth straight month to 9.6% in October of 2022 from 9.2% in September and above market forecasts of 9.5%. It's the steepest inflation rate since May of 2017, breaching the upper limit of the central bank's target range of 25 to 7.5% for the fifth month. The overall inflation was largely driven by prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, transport and housing and utilities. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up by 0.9%, the same pace as in the previous month. Staying with Kenya, its annual food price growth, the largest component in the inflation basket, quickened to 15.8% in October of 2022 from 15.5% in the previous month. It's the highest reading since June of 2017 with the biggest increases recorded for sugar, cooking oil, potatoes, maize flour and beans. The World Bank has approved 275 million US dollars in assistance to help Zambia recover from the effects of COVID-19 pandemic and deal with the fallout from the war in Ukraine. The money is to help Zambia, which is over-indebted, return to sustainable fiscal and debt levels and promote private sector-led economic growth. This is according to the World Bank. The funds are made available by the International Development Association, a subsidiary of the World Bank that helps vulnerable countries through grants or credit at zero or very low interest. In 2020, Zambia became the first African country to default on its external debt, estimated at 17.3 billion US dollars since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Lusaka had already received approval in September from the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank's sister institution, for a total of 1.3 billion US dollars in financial support to help restructure its debt. The accession to the presidency of Haikande Ishilema, who was elected in 2021 on promises to root out rampant corruption and resuscitate the economy, has improved Zambia's relations with its creditors and international donors. According to the latest IMF data, Zambia, which is one of the world's largest copper producers, has seen its economy grow by 4.6% in 2021 and by 2.8% GDP contraction recorded after the 2.8% GDP contraction recorded in 2020. The Ghanaian president, Nana Akufo-Addo, has announced a raft of measures his government will be taking to see its way out of financial turmoil, including efforts to support domestic production. Among these measures, Nana Akufo-Addo announced a 30% cut in budgeted discretionary expenditures and salaries of the president, vice president, ministers, deputy ministers and political office holders. The rise of the COVID-19 pandemic ushered in the era of disillusionment. Growth slowed and money borrowed in the markets became increasingly high in price. These difficulties were exacerbated by the impact of the Russian-Ukraine conflict on food and energy prices worldwide. Inflation in the country is rising to over 37%, while the currency is depreciating at an unforeseen pace. Since the beginning of the year, the city has lost over 40% against the dollar. 
Most importantly, debt, the Achilles heel of the Ghanaian economy, has soared. It now accounts for nearly 80% of the country's gross domestic product. An insurmountable burden has compelled the Accra government to break with its three-year strike from demanding aid from the IMF. This is the 17th request to the IMF for the new aid plan since the country's independence in 1957, a hard pill to swallow for the African giants. And a quick look at the markets. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index extended gains for the third straight session on Wednesday, trading above the 67,000 level, the highest since mid-September. Resource-linked stocks were providing the main support, while tech companies and industries were done. Meanwhile, investors cautiously awaited the U.S. Federal Reserve latest policy decision later today with a 75 basis point interest rate hike widely expected. Locally, more than 800,000 public sector workers are preparing for a national strike in South Africa following the breakdown in wage negotiations with the government. Meanwhile, ratings agency Moody's Investor Service raised its outlook on ESCOM's debt rating to positive for the first time since 2007 after the South African Finance Minister Enoch Gogoguana said in the midterm budget speech last week that government would take over a substantial portion of the power company's debt. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With the Dawn.